Welcome to the Unbecoming Podcast, where you can join me, Stephanie Baranowski, in an authentic, personal perspective of my expat journey and my many travel adventures. Grab a beverage of your choice, set yourself up in a cozy environment, and be prepared to be inspired. Each episode, I open up my personal narrative of what it's like to unbecome everything you once were in order to become everything you were meant to be. Let's dive in, head first, eyes closed, and a strong cup of faith. September 28th, 2022, the day that I took my very first trip outside of the UK. I was going to Paris. I was so excited about going to Paris because it was on one of my big lists of goals to go to Paris, to travel to. I mean, it's the city of, well, they call it the city of lights. Romantic comedies call it the city of love. And when I arrived in Paris, it felt like both the city of light and love. My journey started nice and early. I wanted to spend the entire day there. I I took a day trip because it was close enough. So if you take what's called the Eurostar here, it goes underneath the ocean waters, and it gets you right into Paris within an hour and a half. So it's an easy day trip you can take. So I took the early train. It was an amazing experience to be on this Eurostar. It's so comfortable. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than being on the airplane. And I got to look out the windows and see the views of France. You know, the, the views of the fields and what it looks like to be outside of the city in France. And it was so, so beautiful to, to see all the colors what it looked like, and it very much looked like there was a lot of farmland. I was really enjoying the experience, even all the way there. I felt a little comfortable going into Paris because I knew I spoke the language there. So I grew up in Canada, where Canada is known as a bilingual country. And so I grew up going to a French school all the way from kindergarten all the way up to grade 12. And so I knew how to speak French very, very well and read it and write it. And so I figured, okay, going into Paris, this would be an easy adventure for me. This would be a nice, easy way to go to a foreign country outside of the UK, outside of an English-speaking or predominantly English-speaking country, and get familiar with traveling by myself in a country that I've never been to before. I get off the Eurostar and I walk outside and it was this wave of like excitement and my eyes were like bright eyed and bushy tailed as if I was like a young kid who just walked into this giant playground and it really was like an adult playground for me. I'm looking around at all my surroundings and I'm looking at the buildings and the streets and I'm trying to discover my environment. Okay, what do I play in first? I go on Google Maps, pinpoint exactly where I am and try and find all the touristy destinations that I wanted to go to. You know, the major ones, you know, of course, the Eiffel Tower and the museum and uh, going to some nice, cute restaurants and the major 
bougie shopping area. So I mapped myself out and I'm like, okay, I can walk there. It's going to take a, quite a bit of time to walk there, but it's not too far. Or I can jump on public transportation, but I have no idea how to use public transportation here. I guess that the public transportation, the bus driver, realized I was not a local and he could tell that I was a little unsure of how things work in the bus station or in the bus. And so he just let me on for free. I realized he let me on for free because I was so very confused. Taking public transportation in a brand new city can be so very confusing because it's not like where you're from or it's not like where you're living. So much different than Canada, much different than the U.S., much different than the U.K. even. So apparently I needed to have a prepaid card of some sort and then load it up and then use it on public transportation. Why was I very wrong? I'm lost. <clears throat> What's great about the U.K. and and Canada is that you can pay for everything with your phone. You know, public transportation is so easily accessible with just a tap of your phone, which goes directly off of your credit card. But in Paris, it's a little bit more complicated. But I made my way. I got my way to the museum, um, to the Louvre, and I had this really awesome feeling of, wow, did I... Am I here right now? Am, am I looking at this really, really famous building and art and architecture in front of me? This is real. This right here is real. And I'm walking the streets of Paris, and this is real. As I was walking, I noticed the streets are very clean, which is something that was quite a bit opposite from what I had been told. People kept telling me, you don't want to go to Paris. It's so dirty there. But I'm walking around, and I don't know if it's just maybe because of the pandemic or not, but I'm walking around, and the streets are flawless. They're clean. And everyone walking the streets is very prim, proper, and clean cut. I've never seen a more clean city in my life. And then... As you walk down the streets, not only is it clean, but the buildings are pristine. They're very well kept. They're very clean and white, and the architecture is just so beautiful. And I see cafes all down the street, and you see that the, there's a culture in Paris of sitting and getting together with friends and sitting and chatting over a a cafe. That's a real thing. And berets. I thought this was an imagined thing in cartoons, but berets are real and people really do wear them in Paris. So walking around and I see, like, I just feel comfortable in the streets of Paris, which is such a weird feeling because in North America, you go to another city and there's a part of you that feels like, okay, I should probably be very careful. There could be all sorts of different people wandering the streets that may be dangerous that I need to look out for. And then this isn't any major city in North America, really. You have to be kind of careful where you go. But in Paris, 
being in this foreign country, I did not feel like I needed to be careful, or maybe it was just where I was at, but I felt incredibly safe. And I'm thinking to myself, I am a small, petite woman traveling by myself. I don't know anybody here in this country, never been to this city before, but I feel safe. What a cool experience to feel safe in a foreign country as you travel and discover. And it kind of brought me back to thoughts of being in my childhood. That's exactly what you want for your children is to feel safe to explore. You want them to feel like they're able and capable of exploring their environment by looking, touching, exploring, playing, because kids learn about the world around them through play, through exploration. And then it got me bringing myself back into myself and thinking, this is how I grow. This is how I grow by feeling safe where I am, by having safety to be able to explore and play and discover the world around me in this environment, to be able to grow and to understand the world around me a little bit better through play. So here I am in the city of Paris and I'm, I'm playing. I'm going to cafes and and sitting down and, and enjoying the culture. I'm looking at all the signs around me and reading them. It felt so amazing to be emerged in the French language because I don't use it very often. And when I do get to use it, it's beautiful. And I, I feel a sense of almost like my childhood again when I get to use it because I grew up in a French school system where we had to speak French all the time with our peers, with our teachers, and everything that we did in the, in the classroom was all French. We learned all of our subjects in French. And so I grew up very much bilingual, but it was only predominantly in my childhood that I actually used the French language. As I got older, because North America is pretty much all English, and even though Canada is a bilingual country, it's all English there. So you don't actually get to use it very often unless you come across somebody who also knows French. And then you're like, hey, bonjour, tu parles français, oui, okay. And you get the conversation going in French. But it's not always like that. It's very, very few opportunities to utilize your French language. So I'm here in the city of Paris, able to read the French language and to hear the French language, and to speak the French language. I get to play. I get to play with a, a language that I know that I grew up learning, but I get to play with it in this really cool new environment. And it very much is a very cool experience to be like, <clears throat> I'm here in this new country and I get to speak the same language. It's amazing. And as I'm walking the streets, I feel happy. I'm by myself, but I feel so incredibly happy. And I know that Paris, this isn't the only time I'm going to be able to see Paris. And this isn't the only time that I'll be here. 
I will be coming back. And I know this. I will be coming back to this city. So I explore Paris a little bit more. I walk, I walk, I walk everywhere because it's so beautiful. I do regret, however, I did not bring my actual DSLR camera. In that moment, I I knew, okay, I need to come back and, and come back with my DSLR camera because there's so much beauty everywhere. And the thing is, when you travel, you don't really want to carry a lot on you because you want to be able to be agile and move and and you don't want to carry heavy things on you all the time. But that was one of my biggest regrets is not bringing my camera because yes, you can take beautiful pictures on your phone camera and post them to social media, but you cannot blow them up. On a DSLR camera, you can save your photos as raw photos, which gives you the opportunity to blow up your photos. Um so that they're not pixelated when you do blow them up. And it's one of my dreams to have all my photos up of my travels in my future home, hanging on the wall to showcase my growth, my, my goals that I've accomplished, and to showcase a better understanding of the world and the fact that I took the risk to take this adventure. And it hasn't been easy by any means, There's been some very difficult moments. But to showcase that on my wall as my accomplishment is something that is, that's my ultimate end goal, is to be old, sitting in my rocking chair with my dog beside me and my future husband with this beautiful showcase of pictures to showcase my adventure and the fact that I took the risk to take the adventure. And that's the thing is, it takes an incredible amount of risk to do something like this. I risked my security. I risked my safety net. I risked financial. I risked love. And I've risked time because time you can't get back right love will always be there you want to come back to it financials you never know money comes and goes all the time you can always make it happen but taking the risk is so worth it I jumped in headfirst into this adventure, eyes completely closed, not knowing where it was going to take me, not knowing how I'm going to do it, not knowing how this is going to even be possible. I'm just going to have to learn how to do it on my way. So I'm here taking the risk on this adventure. I'm in this foreign city exploring and playing and trying to better understand the world around me. Why? Because I have this need within myself, this this purpose that I, I feel like I need to fulfill to help create the world a better place. And I can only do that by taking risk. And I think me taking this risk and going on this journey, I think even just me doing this is the precursor towards 
creating change. And and I don't know what it's going to unfold into. All I know is I'm being put on this path. The universe has opened all these doors, all, all these opportunities for me to dive in, to take the risk, to fulfill whatever it is I'm supposed to fulfill on this journey. So I'm in Paris and I'm walking and before I make it to the Eiffel Tower, because that's the pinnacle point for me is the Eiffel Tower. Before I make it to the Eiffel Tower, I decide I'm going to have lunch in a place nearby the Eiffel Tower. I need to sit, collect my thoughts. I need to write in that very moment. And I did bring my laptop with me. You know, it's ironic. I didn't bring my camera, but I brought my laptop with me. My laptop literally goes everywhere with me. It's like my best friend here on my journey. I record everything. So this is for my book coming up um, called London Love. And I'm literally writing my entire journey out. And so I bring my laptop everywhere I go with me so that I can make sure that I write out, okay, what's happening? How is this significant? What am I feeling? So I sit down at this cute little place, this cute little restaurant. I get a table. They place me in a table right at the front. And I get to watch. I'm people watching. I'm at, the, I'm at this really cool corner part of the street where I can watch people moving and walking from all directions around me. I can see cars going by. I'm literally steps away from the Eiffel Tower. I can't see it at that moment because it's hidden behind some buildings. But if I was to walk a block and turn right, I will be able to see it. I order my food. I order some pasta, some garlic bread, some fish. I order some salmon. I order a nice latte. I'm set. Here at this table, people watching, my laptop, good food. I legit am set. I am a happy, happy person. I sit and I eat and I take my first few bites. It tasted so good. I can't even, and it's not just because I'm in Paris, but it really did taste so good. I don't know what it is. But the food in Europe, when you eat food in Europe, it is authentically made. In North America, everything is prepackaged. Even when you go to restaurants, a lot of, unless you go to like, like small, independently owned restaurants, if you go to big chains, everything's prepackaged and everything. But here in Europe, it's, it's beautiful. The, the presentation of the food the taste of it is, and I, I just, I had to eat the whole thing. I actually started eating it before I could even take a picture of my food. And then I realized, oh no, I've been indulging it. I've been enjoying it so much. I should probably take a picture of it before it goes. I'm sitting, I'm enjoying the moment. And then I look down at my phone and I get a call from one of my friends, my friend Tamara, out of nowhere. She calls me, I pick up the phone, and I say to her, you'll never guess where I am right now. I'm in Paris. You are legit calling me from Winnipeg while I'm in Paris. What a cool experience. The most encouraging and loving friend I, I have, well, 
you know, I have a lot of them. I can't say the most, but she definitely in that moment was so loving and so encouraging. And she said, Stephanie, you need to stay there as much as there's times where you feel like you want to come back and you miss home. Winnipeg will always be here for you. But what you are on, the the journey you are on, is a place that people only dream about. You are living and breathing the life that people only dream about and never have the courage to take. You have to stay on this. And she's like, I will make you stay on this journey. Her words were amazing, and it was nice to hear a familiar face or a familiar sound on the phone. See a familiar face. The love and support is just absolutely amazing from back home. I can't even explain how much love I feel from my home city. It really, truly is this cool little hub. Winnipeg, I think Winnipeg gets forgotten on the map. You know, a lot of the times when I talk to people about Canada, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Toronto, Montreal. And, and some people might even recognize Vancouver, but not very many. It's not their go-to city. And then I say Winnipeg, and they're like, what? Where's Winnipeg? And I tell them it's in the middle of Canada, and I say, you know, it's this really, really cute, cool city. It's a small 800,000-person city, but there's a lot of heart there. There is a lot of heart. And when you develop friendships with people, you have friendships for life with these people. My Paris adventure didn't end there. I had an Emily in Paris moment. I get off the phone and the waiter comes and I said, you know, I'd li- I, if you can grab my bill, that would be great. And he goes and he leaves and he grabs my bill. And then this guy all dressed in black, looks important, comes up to me and he, he starts chatting with me. He's like, where, is, where are you from? Where's your accent from? And I say, I'm from Canada. We start chatting a little bit more about Paris and, you know, very, very nice man, you know, very engaging. He spoke English with me. I'd rather speak French, but I ended up speaking English just because it felt uh, like a little bit more comfortable. And then my bill comes, I pay for my bill, and I go to leave. And as I'm leaving, he's at the, the man all dressed in black is at the front door. I go to leave, and he hands me his card. And he says to me, you are so beautiful. He said, here is my card with my name and my number. And if you would like to get to know Paris a little bit more, give me a call. I, in that moment, I was so flattered. I was like, wow, like I made an impression on this, on this man and he wants to take me out in Paris. Like, how cool is that? My first day in Paris, I've only been there for a few hours and I'm already getting phone numbers thrown at me. I say, thank you. And I say, merci, merci beaucoup. And I walk away. And I walk down the street, and, and I have a new spring in my step. feels so good. This man even recognized my value in wanting to give me his phone number. I turn the corner. I see the Eiffel Tower in front of me. 
Wow, c'est très, très joli, très, très joli. Oh my goodness, it's so beautiful. And you can see people everywhere. And you can see it at different angles. I had to move around a little bit within the area to see different angles. And there's this beautiful grassy area in front of the Eiffel Tower. I took a lot of photos. I did a lot of people watching. And I just sat and I absorbed the energy of the building. Like this, I'm right in front of this monument, this world known monument right in front of me. It's pretty surreal. I have a bunch of photos, but I do know, I do know I will be back in Paris. Did I ever call that man at the restaurant? I'm sure you're wondering. No, I did not. Why? Because sometimes it's good to just enjoy the moment. And not every moment needs action. And I found that in that moment, it was a moment of exchange of beautiful energy. And it was a moment of love and light in that moment. There was a lightness in my step. There was a lightness in my soul. And I felt a little bit of love from a stranger, from a person I didn't even know, you know, looking at me, seeing me showing me that he's interested and and sees value in me. But I think it was enough to just leave it as a moment and not entertain it. Not every moment, not every thought needs to be entertained. And I left on the Eurostar to go back to London feeling really, really good, feeling light and feeling love. Paris really is the city of light. There's this lightness to it. When you walk the streets of it, you feel light on the inside. When you walk the streets, you feel a sense of self-love because everyone around you is embodying self-love. You can tell they take care of themselves in Paris. They're, what they're wearing, their makeup, their hair, they're very pristine there. Their buildings, you can tell the city is very much about self-love and self-care, which creates a lightness, which I adopted on the inside as a lesson, as a growth lesson. It is so important to take care of yourself, to do the self-care, to do the work within the inside of yourself, but also to take care of yourself on the outside. Dress well. Do your hair you're a woman, do your makeup. Not for anybody else, not for society, but for yourself. To make yourself feel good about yourself. And you don't need makeup. If that doesn't make you feel good, you don't need it. I like it. It makes me feel good. I get my eyelashes done. It makes me feel good. That self-care is so, so important. The internal self-care is so important. Me personally, I like to journal. I like to take time to myself. I'm very much an introvert. Take time to myself to reflect and to kind of analyze some things for future growth. 
when you do the work and you take the time to work on yourself and give yourself that self-love, that self-care, you embody it on the inside and then it emulates outwards. And that's exactly what the, the city of Paris was. It was a city where both the people and the city itself took care of itself and you could feel the light, you could feel the love in that city. So imagine what it would be like if you as an individual took the time to do self-care on the inside but on the outside and you embodied that light and love what would the people around you feel? They might feel light and love, just as I did in Paris. So my challenge to you this week, and there's always a challenge every week, in case you haven't noticed the pattern now, my challenge to you is to do at least one thing, adopt just one thing, that's self-love and self-care. Make it be about an hour's worth, whether it's taking time to do an hour of your hair, whether it's like hair mask and then hair oils and then really making it nice and fancy, or maybe it's journaling for an hour, or maybe it's going to an hour yoga class, whatever it is, do something that embodies some self-care within yourself to take care of yourself, to build that light and love within and then go ahead and send me a comment if you want. (laughs) Let me know how it went. But let's all take care of ourselves a little bit more so we bring a little bit more love and light into the world. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this uh, episode. Uh, Feel free to share it, to subscribe for new updates, and uh, to send me feedback. Love to hear your own personal journey and personal stories and love to hear what you guys want to hear more about. So go ahead and send me feedback. Much, much gratitude. Until next week. Take care.